Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. So glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516 516- Four five three nine one one eight, or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart, or you can go out to our chat room, which is available right now on our website. You can ask your questions, comments, or if you want to leave a prayer request. I would like to say a huge hello, hello to my church family, True Believers Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in, and thank you. Thank you for your continued prayers and support. Have a question. Have you ever worked on something and then it failed? Or maybe it didn't work out. When I was growing up, my dad used to say, in life, things seldom go according to plan. But I found out that those are the opportunities that we should use to rely upon God and his wisdom and also to trust that he has a greater plan for us. So on today's show, we're going to talk about when things we plan for does not go 
according to plan. In the episode called When Things Don't Go According to Plan. <clears throat> and you know, it's funny how sometimes you can plan, you can plot, you can strategize the best of your ability. And then when it comes down for you to be able to see it in fruition, guess what? It fails. Sometimes even in your best effort, you're going to work on a project. And it seemed like especially, I remember as a kid in school, I had a science fair project that I did. Matter of fact, it was uh, one of those 300, 300 pieces in one I got from Radio Shack. And what I did was I put it together and I was able to make a, a keyboard and a radio at the same time. And I took it to the fair at the school, the school fair. And I left it there thinking that when I got back, it was going to be able to work properly. But I found out that there were some kids that were playing with it. So when it came down for me to demonstrate it, it didn't work. So, those kind of things that we have to prepare for, not just in the success, and a lot of times we anticipate a successful outcome, but there are times in our best effort, sometimes things just doesn't work out. And so not just pertaining to some type of project, but let's look at it, even pertaining to a relationship. I know there are so many people who have made big plans when it came down to marrying someone and planning a life heavily ever after. And then guess what? Something happened where one spouse says they want out. Even in their best effort of what they were doing, they were giving, they were loving, they were doing everything they could as a faithful spouse. But that other spouse still chose to, you know what, get out. So those kind of things happen, and let's be realistic. Not only does it happen in society, but sometimes it happens even within the church. A lot of times people think that because you're saved that those type of things doesn't happen to you. But even to the best person, even to a good person, sometimes bad things or crazy things happen, things that you didn't plan for. So those are the kind of things that we want to talk about today, and also not just discussing it, but let's look at what we can do to be able to not allow those things to affect us, affect us in a negative way. Because ultimately, when it boils down to it, sometimes disappointment can really, really, really get to us emotionally, mentally, but also even spiritually. So these are the kind of things that we want to discuss. And like I said, this is even some of the stuff that I may even bring up people that know me, I don't mind being transparent. So we're going to discuss some things and we want to just look at certain things that may come up in life and then also look at what can we do when those things happen and how can we look at things, even looking at the good in things from a bad situation. <clears throat> what really got me to talk about this was to, this week I was writing a post on Facebook and it took me a while to write because I kept getting interrupted. I started, I uh, believe it was early in the a.m., maybe like six something. And I did not finish writing that post up until 12 o'clock. I kept getting interrupted, interrupted. I put my phone down, did what I needed to do, got back. And one thing led to another, finally finished it. And next thing you know, I hit send to post it, and phew, it was lost. It was lost in my phone. And you talking about disappointment. I looked at all the work that I did to try to focus, try to remember what I was going to write. It was very frustrating, but I would try my best to keep my cool. And sometimes, like I said, even as Christians, sometimes we are in a situation where we are going to lose our cool. Maybe some people may be good at it, good at keeping their composure, but there are times where there are things that frustrate us because we put a lot of our work into it. We put our heart into 
whatever we're doing. And sometimes that frustration or that disappointment can come because a lot of time what we do, our output, it actually, in our mindset, it actually talk about our character. It, it displays our character. Why? Because we're putting our heart into our work. We're putting love, our love into our work. And not only pertaining to like a post that I was mentioning, but even pertaining to you being at work. Sometimes there are people who do the best that they can in spite of disgruntled co-workers or lazy co-workers, people who do all they can without complaining. They go to work, they be on time. They a good worker. They try to help as many people as they can. But yet and still, even when it comes down to trying to give an output or give some type of input to the supervisors or something, sometimes they expect that they're going to be heard, but sometimes the best person that's on the job sometimes can be shut down by the supervisor or shut down by the coworkers. Sometimes they're, they're thinking that their idea or their input will be appreciated and accepted. But guess what? What happened if it's not? What happened if the supervisor says, no, we're not going to go with your plan. We're going to go with the other person's plan. What do we do? Like I said, there's so many different scenarios that happen when we plan on doing something or we strategize in a certain thing, and then all of a sudden, what we anticipate doesn't work out. So what we need to do, let's first let's look at some of the things, like I mentioned, pertaining to work, or even within family. So many people, they they, they want to make sure that they are being heard. They want to make sure that they're being appreciated. They want to make sure that their output is being recognized. And sometimes when we get rejected or sometimes when we don't have our plans go the way that we desire it, sometimes we feel that, you know what? Maybe I'm not being heard. Maybe I'm not being appreciated. And sometimes it makes us look at that's our identity of how people see us or how people treat us. And a lot of times we take that to heart. And you know what? A lot of times that's what the devil used to make us beat ourselves up because the devil trying so badly to get to us. And sometimes if he don't get to us directly and he knows that, we're a person who does everything with all of our heart or our abilities. If he don't get to us directly and other means, he'll get to us pertaining to what? Our output. Why? Because he knows that we look at that as our identity. A lot of times we define ourselves by our output, by our work. So many people, they may not be the type that be very boisterous, but you can tell who they are and their character by their output. You know, even though this person, unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but Prince, Prince always said this. He never really cared for interviews or whatever, but one of the things he always said, he want to be known by his music. In other words, he want to be known by his output. And so sometimes with us, as people, sometimes we allow our output to be our identity. And so with that being said, the devil would try to use any means to get to us, any means to be able to make us challenge who we are in the people, the men and ladies that God called for us to be and made us. First of all, we need to understand that God made us in his image and likeness. And also he made us with a free will. And so with that ability, God has, first of all, God has us so important that we are the only creatures that he has created that has his spirit. We know the animal kingdom, very important. Nature itself is important. But we are the only creatures that have the spirit of God in us and the only creatures that has a spirit. So that let us know how important that we are. 
And also, God has given us a free will, and also he has given us the ability to think. He has given us the ability to be creative. As much as an animal, let's say a monkey, a monkey can even try to smoke, even try to open up a door to a cage. How does he learn? He learned by watching how humans interact. Think about that. They learn, animals learn from us. We have dominion over them. So that let us know how important we are. So as important we are, as important as we as human beings are, that let us know that God has instilled in us so much. He has invested so much into us. So that let us know that we are important, we are valuable. Even if we don't see that we are valuable within ourselves, God has placed value within us. Regardless that we hear that we are valuable through others, that doesn't matter. God has put so much value in stock within us. So with that being said, we like to be, some of us like to be creative. Some of us like to express ourselves. Some of us like to be heard. And especially those who love to be able to give some input or those who like to be helpful. A lot of times, those people who like to be helpful, as much as they love to help people, they hate for people to turn them down. But also, those the same type of people who hate to be turned down, those same type of people sometimes have a hard time receiving So a lot of times when we who love, who love to help people, we love to be able to try to give. We love to be able to try to help a person. But what happens if that person rejects our help? A lot of times people take it real personal and sometimes get offended because those people – They look forward to helping someone, but when they feel that their help is not appreciated, then it makes them feel that they are not appreciated. Get this. Their input is not appreciated, so in their mindset, they are not appreciated. Their input is not valuable. That's how they feel that the other person may feel. Their input is not valuable, so that means in their mindset, they are not valuable in that person's eyesight, and sometimes they take that as their own self-identity. So a lot of times, like I said, when it boils down to us planning things, when it boils down to us wanting to be able to strategize, and sometimes we have to make room for error. Sometimes we have to like I said, even the best person, look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, he used to played free throws, he would score, he would score, he would score, but even though he might have been a great player, there are times that he missed. So even the best player can sometimes be wrong. Even the best player can sometimes miss. But sometimes, not only they miss, but sometimes they don't have everything go exactly the way that they desire Matter of fact, I remember, I believe in the playoffs, Michael Jordan, he liked to be healthy. He liked to make sure everything is going the way that he desired. But one time he even played a game where he had the flu. And matter of fact, for those who might watch it on YouTube, it's on there. And after the game, he just passed out, I believe it's in Scottie Pippen's arms. But that just goes to show you how sometimes you can plan, you can plot, Everything to the T, have everything planned out the way that you desire. And sometimes, even though you might have strategized everything, it still can go wrong. So what we want to do, we want to ask God to help us to not take those things to heart. So that way it will not destroy us, but also it will not kill our spirit so we won't go forward again. Because sometimes when people don't have things go the way that they desire it or plan, sometimes 
it kills their desire to go again or give it another chance. We want to remember this. A lot of time when we pray, a lot of time when we plan things, and we can even ask God, and there are times where God may say yes. There are times he may say no. But then there are times he will say not yet. Now, yes, we can look at when God said yes, we can look at it as, okay, he's saying go ahead and go forward. You can do it right now. All assets, everything paid, everything, you can just go. That's fine. But when he says no, that means, mm -mm, that means you might have to go another route. But that not yet, that's, I think that's a word that sometimes we struggle with when God says not yet. Now, the word yes, that's a very clear answer. The word no is a very clear answer. But sometimes that not yet, that is the most frustrating word that sometimes we may hear. That not yet is sometimes leave us paralyzed because when we hear not yet, sometimes we interpret it as no. Sometimes we interpret it as, well, I'm going to go ahead and go anyway. See, that not yet, we have to understand that not yet is a yes. But there is something else to consider when God says, not yet. See, when he says, yes, that means go now. He says, not yet. We have to understand that means yes, but there is something to consider, which is the timing. Why do I say that? Because when God says, not yet, there may be a preparation that needs to be made for the roads to be clear so that way you can go ahead and go right then and there. That preparation may be within you, within your target or your goal, or it may even be within your past. When you think about those who may have driven, have you ever driven and all of a sudden they doing construction on the road and the driver, not screaming not the driver, but the construction worker, he has a sign that says slow, and then he'll turn it, and he says stop. Right then and there, he needs you to stop. Why? Because there is some truck, there may be some construction that may be going on, and they need to work on that particular thing. So you have to wait. Even though you're waiting, you know that you'll be able to go as soon as he turns a sign from stop to go slow but just because he has that sign of no that does not mean a permanent no that does not mean that you no longer have access on that road that means that you cannot drive on that right now in other words that's a not yet and so sometimes in life god give us a not yet because there may be something that may need to be worked out in order for the path to be clear so that way you won't have any interruptions or even for you to be able to be prepared for your assignment or the task that you're going on. So those are the kind of things we have to look at. So when God tells us not yet, there's not the time for us to get frustrated. There's not the time for us to abandon our faith or give up on God. Understand that God knows our plans and our future better than us. God knows us better than us. So we have to understand that he has our best interest at heart because he's making sure that the path is clear for our good. He knows that if we go right then and there when he has, he has told us to wait and we go, there may be something that may hinder us. There may be something that may hurt us. There may be something that may end up destroying us. So we have to understand God's heart because God loves us. And like I said, God knows the ending from the beginning. God has our best interest at heart. And sometimes, even with us, sometimes we allow our impatience to make us destroy what God has for us. So 
God wants us to be able to trust him even pertaining to certain outcomes. Now, when it boils down to it, what do we do when things don't work out, when things don't go according to our plan? What I found out, the best thing we need to do, that's the time that the devil be tried to bring frustration or bring depression. I found out, actually, Proverbs, I believe it was Proverbs 12. I'm going to have to look it up. Proverbs, we talk about a happy heart. In other words, laugh, laugh, laughter is good for us. Bible and Proverbs tell us laughter is good like medicine. But what I found out was when it boiled down to us being able to laugh at sometimes life disappointments, it actually relieves the pressure or the stress that the devil may try to utilize to bring us down. I found out that that's the best time for us to be able to really just get everything out laughing. Sometimes laughing help us to keep from crying. Laughter help us to be able to thank you. Proverbs seventeen and twenty two. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Now, Proverbs when it spoke about that, when it spoke about a cheerful heart, being able to look at things from God's perspective. That's the key message that Proverbs wanted to tell us. Solomon wanted to tell us being able to look at things from quote unquote God's perspective, not our perspective. Now, my dad has said this when I was a kid. He said not only there are things that may happen and sometimes bad things may happen, but we need to be able to look at the good in whatever situation that happens. Look at the good. There's some good that come out of every situation. So what we need to do is utilize that as an opportunity for us to trust God and ask him to help us to look at what can we get or learn from this so that way we can be able to be able to grow from it. Now, with that, we also have to remember there's a song that says some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Sometimes in what you plan for, sometimes it may be a good thing for you not to be able to have it because why? Because there may be something else that God has for us, but what we're doing, we're looking at from a temporary standpoint. But God is looking at it from a permanent and, and, and an eternal, eternal standpoint. So sometimes what we going for or what we planning for, it may not be the best thing for us. So God knew what has to happen in order for us to receive what he has for us or what he desired for us. And sometimes even what we plan for, you know, I was looking at somebody I knew their house burned down. Now, that's a very serious issue. And, of course, when a person house and lose all their things, sometimes people put their whole livelihood into their homes. And that could be an opportunity that the devil would use to really just destroy us. But what happened after that incident they had their house, a brand new house, built bigger and better than what they had lost. So in other words, like I always say, what the devil meant for evil, God can turn it for our good and God can bless us way beyond what we had what we had lost or what we had planned for. So what we have to remember, when it comes down to life's disappointment, remember this, when it comes down to life's disappointments, Life's disappointment don't cancel God's appointment for your life. Life's disappointments, the things that we plan for that doesn't work out, that does not stop or cancel God's appointment 
for your life. Sometimes even with what we plan for, sometimes we don't see the whole picture. Sometimes we just see a still frame. But even with that, God can be able to help us not only to learn from it, but even to grow from it. Grow from it mentally, emotionally, but most importantly, spiritually. But also, I want to share this with you. You know, a couple of years ago, what made me really understand from my life, from my life, and I'll say it like this. I didn't get a chance to really share with y'all because we had technical difficulties last week. Last week, I was going to share pertaining to a celebration of life. But I'm going to bring it up today. Back in 94, I went for a physical. And when I went for the physical, they told me that my T cells were low. I believe that's the white blood cells. And so they did many tests. They did the HIV test. They did all these tests. And every test came back negative until they checked the inside. They checked my liver. And they saw that it was a spot on my liver. And so during that time, uh, Larry Hagman, the one that played J.R. Ewing on Dallas, at that time he had I think it was a kidney transplant. And then Mickey Mantle died. And then all of a sudden, here come this little kid from Dallas. Everybody was saying, you know what? You look at Mickey Mantle, he had money, but he passed away. J.L. Ewing, Larry Hagman, um, you know, he had a transplant. But if I am expecting to receive the same treatment as them, then I'll be fooling myself. So they said, well, you know what? You have a spot in your liver and look like it's cancer. They said it's either a cancer or a tumor, but it's one of them. And so I was about to write off my death sentence. I was about to, you know, just I already told my family, I already told them uh, my heartfelt goodbyes and all that stuff. And then later on, when I began to start taking the test, they checked my T-cell. They did all these tests, and the spot that they saw at first was no longer there. They said, I no longer have either a threat of a cancer or a tumor. And so with that being said, it made me look at that I had a new lease in life. And so, <clears throat> so me having a new lease in life, the things that used to bother me before it no longer bothered me. I had now I've learned to not allow things to shake me, not allow those things to make me upset. Why? Because now I have a new lease. I have another chance at life. So now when the devil tries to bring frustration or disappointment or anger with the opportunity of anger, I look at, you know what, no matter what the devil may try to do, if God can help me defeat the situation that could have taken my life, God can help me to defeat the things that may try to take my joy. So I want to share with you all, the same God that did it for me can do it for you. So when we look at those things, when disappointment or when things don't go according to the plan, let's look at it from... God's perspective Are the disappointments That occur Are they really that serious Is it a life and death situation And a lot of times We have to look at it No it's not Like I said Now before the incident With the with my situation I had a different outlook Like I said that made me think That might have been I might have taken to heart but now I'm being able to look at it. Hmm. You know what? Not allowing those things to take my joy, take my peace. But also now I look at when things go, don't go according to the plan. Actually, that made me see that that's the opportunity for God to show himself strong in my life. Look at those things as an opportunity for God to show his character, his nature, his strength. And also his love for you. Being able to allow God to show the plans that he has. Now, them, like I said, there might be some plans that we have. 
And if it don't work out, then give that responsibility over to God and have him to prove himself in your life in that situation. But also just being able to just look at, you know what, what can we do if it doesn't work out? There may be another strategy. It may be the opportunity for us to even be able to show up or show or exercise our creativity. Be able to sometimes, we sometimes get complacent, being honest with you. Sometimes we may get complacent. Sometimes we may get into the same routine. And sometimes it takes us to be able to turn down or things for us not to have things to work out in order for us to work a little bit harder. Because sometimes it's easy for us to get complacent or be lazy. So those are the opportunities for us to do a self-examination on ourselves, for us to be able to, you know what, think outside of the box. Sometimes we got so much into the routine of doing the same old thing, same old thing, same old thing. And now it's time for us to grow. Now it's time for us to develop. Now it's time for us to, like I said, think outside of the box, utilize other things, and sometimes even be able to, this is something I know I have to work on sometimes, so I'll be the first one to admit, sometimes us to be able to even accept help from others. Sometimes it's easy for us to be self-reliant. Sometimes I know, sometimes I have struggled, I struggle with accepting help. I'll be the first one to admit it. So sometimes there may be a different perspective from somebody else to help us to understand the reason why things didn't work out is because we may have been looking from one perspective, but there may be somebody with a little bit more skill than us or maybe a little bit more knowledgeable that may help us to be more effective in what we're working on. But also being able to look at, you know, even I mentioned earlier for those who may even have a disappointment because their marriage didn't work out. Does that mean that you give up on life? No. Does that mean that you give up on love? No. You still valuable. Even if someone chooses to leave you, Remember this, God didn't leave you, so why leave yourself? But also, even those people who may leave, I always say this, if a person chooses to leave and you've done all that you could, you, you treated them with love, respect, in a godly way, and they still left, I'll say it like this, that's the best thing that ever happened to you. Because sometimes, sometimes, God will give them the choice if they're going to stay or if they're going to go. Now, I'm not saying God made them. No, God gave us free will. They had a choice. If they chose to leave, then guess what? God may have allowed them to leave before your blessing came. So don't beat yourself up because someone leave. And don't feel that that's your identity because someone leave. That doesn't matter. I don't care if it's a marriage. I don't care if it's dating. I don't care if it's a friendship. Sometimes your friends leave when you really need them. And guess what? When they leave, sometimes they may say some harsh words. They may leave you with some harsh words. But don't take that to heart. You continue to look at who you are. Continue to look at who you are in God's eyesight, not in their eyesight, not even in your own eyesight. Look who God made you and ask God to help you to understand who you are in his eyes and from his perspective. And also for you not to be able to allow those things or how people treated you or what people said about you to define who you are. That does not make us because someone say we're this way or we're that way or someone had called us out of our name or out of our character. That does not define us. God has already defined who we are. He said that he made us a little lower than the angels. And also, we are the apple of his eye. Like I said, we're the only ones that have his spirit living within us. And we have accepted him as Lord and Savior over our life and in our life. He dwells in us. So, if someone leaves you, hey, like I said, that doesn't counsel the purpose and plan that God has for you. 
Sometimes people have to be moved out the way in order for you to be able to receive the blessing that God has for you. Sometimes people have to be moved out the way in order for you to become the person that God has for you. Because sometimes we rely upon people instead of relying upon God. So sometimes when those people leave, sometimes it's good that they left when the pressure got hot. Because that revealed their character, their nature. So when it comes down to you going after the purpose and plan that God has for you, you want people with stand power. You want people that is God sent, not the devil sent. So you want someone that's going to pray for you, not pray P-R-E-Y on you. You want people that are purpose-minded. You want people that are praying-minded, prayerful, prayerful towards you in the purpose and plan God has for you. So you want to make sure that you're listening to God at all times. But also remember this, always looking at, like I said, things from God's perspective, but also looking at things from what? Looking at things from the ending. Don't look at things or how what things look like or how things look. Don't worry about that. You just focus on you doing your part and you being obedient to God. And anything and anybody else, you leave them in the hands of God. I want to share this real quick for those who may want to uh, say something on the air. I'm going to give you an opportunity, but I want to share this with you. For those that know me, years ago I went through a divorce. But the troubling time that I had, there was a point in my marriage where um, I was lying in the bed, and I was so stressed. I was so worked up. And I was lying in the bed, and I would actually see my chest beating through my shirt. And I remember seeing that I had a white shirt. Never forget, I had a white shirt, and I saw my chest just beating. And God told me if I didn't learn how to give it to him, because that particular week I lost Five people that I knew, three of them that worked with me, one of them got shot, and the other one, my other co-worker, son, was drowned. And then the next day, I lost a supervisor. So we had that week of tragedy within two days. And then going through what I went through, God told me after I saw my chest beating through my shirt, if I didn't learn how to give it to him, I was going to be next. And so I had to ask God to help me to give everything to him. But also I had to realize, excuse me, when it came down to situations, I was helpless. And also another thing, you can't make or force anybody to do something Against their will Sometimes We have to allow failure To happen in our life In order for us to recognize That we're actually helpless Only God is the only one That can help us In our time of Imperfection or weakness And so I wanted to bring that up Because there may be some Who may be listening Who may feel like Well you know what they're not talking about my issue or some people may not understand. Listen, all of us either had gone through some type of disappointment, is going through some type of disappointment, or will be going through some type of disappointment. But even though it may not have worked out the way that you desire it, that doesn't mean that it's actually a failure or a disappointment. It depends on your perspective of it. In other words, how you see the ending result of it. Don't worry about the middle. You can't worry about the beginning or the middle. You have to keep your eyes focused on the ending result. This may be crazy, but what hit me today, everybody know and love, just about everybody love, a little fuzzy-tailed squirrel. That squirrel looks so pretty, especially while you walk and all of a sudden you see a squirrel coming out the tree. Sometimes I used to would want to just stand there and allow a squirrel to come to me, but every time I would try to go to it, it would run. 
the little squirrel looks so pretty, looks so innocent. But also, we have to remember that that squirrel is related to a rat. A rat. Now, the difference between a rat and a squirrel, the main difference or the main feature is the tail. The squirrel has a pretty long fuzzy tail, but the rat has a sharp pointy tail. It looks threatening. It looks scary. So I said all that to say this, even though they're similar, but they have different tails or different endings. So what we have to remember in life, don't worry about the beginning. Don't worry about the body of the squirrel or the rat. Look at the ending result. The ending result will help us and sustain us to be able to not allow disappointments or not allow when things don't go the way that we desire it or planned. It would not allow us to what? To become devastated. Because like I said, even though it may not work out in the way that you desire it to, but it may be a better outlook that God has planned out for you. So we need to allow God to help us to be able to just take a breath. And if it doesn't work out, let's regroup. Let's assess the situation. Let's go back. Because that doesn't mean because it didn't work out the way that it desired. That doesn't mean that it's written off or it's quote unquote no longer important. And also just because it may not be utilized right then and there, that doesn't mean that it would never be utilized. Sometimes it may be a matter of importance or priority. Sometimes you may have a good idea, but it may not be the right time for your good idea. So that's why we have to allow ourselves to trust God and rely upon God pertaining to his timing. Timing is everything. Like I remember, like I said, we have to remember that yes, that no, or that not yet. So remember this, the devil want to make you get impatient in in that not yet stage. But we have to trust God and still be, how to say, in the bullpen, like baseball, be in that bullpen practicing, practicing until your time comes. When your time comes, then you'll be effective. Why? Because you've already been practicing. You've already been focused. You didn't get discouraged. Look at Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. He was turned down over a thousand times. He got many no's. Many no's. But that no out of them thousand no's that he received, even though he got a no from different people, but in his spirit, it was a not yet. If he hadn't accepted the no, he never would have went back after the first time or after the thousandth time. But he was either turned down, I believe it was a thousand and nine times or a thousand and twelve times, something like that. But over a thousand times he was turned down. So even though he heard a no from other people, but in his spirit, it was a not yet. And because he held on to the not yet and kept on pursuing, he eventually heard a yes. So that yes, he was hearing in his spirit, but he had to pursue and get to the right one that was going to tell him that yes, even though in his spirit, he had to keep saying to himself, not yet, or that's not the right one. So I want to encourage those who may be, I want to encourage those who may be getting frustrated with things may not be going according to plan. That doesn't mean that your ideals aren't good. That doesn't mean that you're not important. 
Just ask God to help you to stay in the waiting room while he's planning everything out. So now we're going to go to the phone line. We want to give a call to the opportunity to share with us. Hello, welcome to Reaking in My Heart Podcast. You're on the every Brother Prater. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm very well. Thank you. Good, 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 good. Thank you for being on the air today. Well, thank you for having me. Um, first of all, I just like to say that I've been so far I've been very blessed with this podcast because it allowed me to think about a lot of things pertaining to my life as far as like things not going according to my plan. And it made me think about being um when I was a senior in high school, you know, planning out my future and that's what seniors in high school do is basically plan out your future for college or whether or not you're going to go to college and all these different decisions that you have to make for your life. And it made me realize that, you know, um, having plans is, and goals is great because the Lord wants us to be ambitious and he tells us to be ambitious, you know, minding our own business and um, leading a quiet and ambitious life but at the same time. Um, we have to give our plans to God because sometimes he might jerk us or redirect us and we would have to be, we have to be willing to say yes to his, you know, to his ways ultimately because his thoughts and his ways are not our thoughts on our ways. And like you said before earlier, um, he does have the infinite perspective. So with that being said, it's just a really, really good reminder that God has our plans and our life in his hands and that we must surrender and abide in him so that we can, it can be easier for us to say yes to his will, yes to his way, and not just sing it <laughs> at church. So thank you for reminding us of that, Brother Prater. But thank you. Thank you. Number one, thank you for your, even your testimony. You know, a lot of time it's easy for us to forget. And sometimes when we get the disappointments or the rejection or whatever, sometimes we forget about God's past success in our lives it is sometimes it's easy for us to forget we can remember the negative things we can remember the negative things all the way up from the time that we were first born just about but when it come down to the positive things the testimony that god has given us when he showed himself strong sometimes the devil would try to block us from viewing those things why because he knows that if we really understood who we really serving then we won't allow ourselves to be shaken when it comes down to things not going according to the plan or the timing that we desire. Mm-hmm. So that's I really I really appreciate you. And, you know, I just thank God for the opportunity for us to be able to really even see how, well, what perspective that God can even minister to us, even when the plans that we plan for doesn't plan out. Those kind of things really help us understand God is so powerful. Like she was saying, God is so knowledgeable about our plans, our future. And for him to have so much interest in us and love little old us enough to say, you know what, what you planning right here, I got something better. But we have to trust what's in God's hand is much bigger than what's in our hands. So just in case those who may be listening, those who will be listening, just in case you may feel discouraged because things didn't work out, maybe ask yourself, you know what? Did I do the best of my ability? Did I give my all? Did I do my all? And I know myself sometimes when things don't work out now, now I understand. I had sometimes it, it might have taken me a while to realize it, but now I understand when things don't work out, actually that's the best time for you to do a self analysis. Like I mentioned earlier. To do a self analysis and then also what happened a lot of time when we want to look at the failure in others is actually sometimes a failure within ourselves. So sometimes if we really just start taking inventory and like I said, this is not to beat ourselves up or anything like that, but this is a healthy inventory of ourselves, not for us to beat ourselves up or anything like that, but us to be able to really look at, you know what, sometimes like doing a test or sometimes doing a homework, sometimes when we go back over and take on those answers that we put down, 
sometimes if we found out that we put the wrong answer down and we could be able to correct it before we turn in the test, then it's helpful for us. So sometimes when it comes down to disappointments or when it comes down to situations that occur, if we can kind of revisit what steps do we do and that we can learn from it, then they help us to be better equipped for the plans the next time or the plans that ultimately God has for us. So that way we'll know, you know what, bam, I may have failed the first time, but I won't fail this time. Last but not least, what I want to do, I want to encourage those who may not, may not have um, really understood why things have happened. Don't beat yourself up. One last scenario I want to bring up. Many people know Michael Jordan. I mentioned Michael Jordan earlier, but as great of a player that he was, people don't realize that he got cut from the high school basketball team. Yeah, but see, what did he do? He could have easily given up, but he didn't. But one of the times that he was speaking, I believe it was through his uh, for his uh, Hall of Fame speech, and he appreciated that coach that cut him. Why? Because it made him dig a little bit deeper. It made him dig a little bit deeper to ultimately become the man that he is and the player that he is today. So sometimes when things don't go according to plan, it may be for our best interest. I mentioned earlier about the post that I had made. The post I had made, I got, I lost it. And so I ended up making another one. And then hours later, I grabbed my phone. And when I grabbed my phone, that post that I was trying to, earlier that got lost it appeared on my phone and so God told me don't post it today save it and post it for the next day and when I saved it and post it for the next day there was people that were saying that that's what they needed at that particular time see I was looking at the frustration of me trying to post it the day before and I was thinking that it got lost, but God knew who needed it and when they needed it. And so because God knew and I didn't know, God allowed that post to be on preserve until the appointed time. So I want to share with you, if things didn't work out the way that you desire to, just look at there may be a um, an appointed time that God is setting the scene for you to be able to receive the full benefits of what he has for you. So for those who may be listening, if you're not saved, I want to tell you that Jesus loves you and he wants you to accept him in your life. Romans 10 and 9 tells us, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There may be somebody who may be going through situation. Matter of fact, there may be someone who may have gone through a divorce. I want you to know that God can heal you. God can deliver you from any and everything that you might have been dealing with. Even those who may have dealt with a rejection or someone who may be dealing with an abandonment. Whatever you've been dealing with, give everything to God. There might be somebody that might be addicted to something. It might be alcohol, drugs, pornography, whatever it is. There's nothing too big or too small that you can't give to God. Don't you know God wants you to give everything to him? God not wants you to give him the things you put in your hand in front of you, but also God wants you to release those things that you're holding behind your back. And I'm going to tell you something. You never have to feel embarrassed going to God about whatever situation you may be dealing with. You never have to feel embarrassed. You can go to God and know this. When you give your situations over to God, I guarantee you, you won't hear from anybody else. God is someone that loves you. And I want you to know this. Big old God, ultimate God, holy God, he wants a relationship with you. Don't you know, just in case you don't feel love, Jesus loves you and he wants you. And I found that the most beautiful thing that you can ever experience. And not only you loving someone, that's good. 
But the most important thing is someone loving you. So just realize not only you you should have love for Jesus, but know that Jesus wants a, a relationship with you. Jesus wants you. Jesus loves you, and he wants a relationship with you. So how about you go into a relationship that wants a relationship with you? It's nothing more frustrating to be in a relationship with someone who does not love you. And I'm going to tell you this. Satan does not love you. Satan want to use you. Satan want to use you and use you up. But Jesus loves you. The Bible tells us the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, which means to make it as if you never existed. But Jesus came that you may have life and have it more abundantly, which means a better quality of life. So you can ask yourself, if the life that you're living, is it the best quality that you can ever think of? If you're sick and tired of ripping and running and doing things on your own, if you're tired of the hurt, if you're tired of the shame, know that you can go to Jesus right now. And whatever situation you may be dealing with, even if there's someone that you may have in your heart that you're concerned about, that you're praying for, that you're interceding for, turn them over to God. Give them over to God and look, give them over to God and no longer have to hold them in your heart to try to fix them or try to make them become something that they're not. Don't you know there are so many people that are stressing themselves out of the people who may not even be concerned about their own life, may not be even concerned about them, may not even be concerned about you. But look, give everybody over to God And look, you receive the peace that God has for you. So we're going to give everything over. And this is the opportunity for us to give everything to God in prayer. And what we're going to do, we're going to pray and leave it there. The Bible already told us, cast all of our cares upon him, for he cares for you. That means cast all of your concerns, all of your anxieties. Cast them all to him once and for all, and we're going to leave it there. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on tonight. God, we ask, Lord, to help us, God. First of all, God, we ask, Lord, to forgive us, God. If there is anything that we said or done or thought or felt that was unlike you, God. We ask you for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we thank you, Lord, for being a God of a first and second and third are many chances, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God. God, we ask, Lord, to help us, God, to be the men and ladies that you call for us to be. Help us in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask, Lord, to help us, God, to obey you, to trust you, God, to accept you as Lord and Savior in our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, God, if there's anything that's in us that unlike you, God, we give you permission to move it out right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask Lord to help us, God, to overcome whatever the devil may try to put before us to make us stumble or make us fall right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we yield ourselves to you right now. In the name of Jesus, and say about everything you stand for, we bind every problem, we bind every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every negative thought, we bind every negative spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak in your peace that you have instilled in us, God. Help us, God, to receive it right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, there may be someone that may be listening, God, who may have dealt with rejection, a low self-esteem, God. Someone who may be depressed, God. Someone who may be crushing their spirit right now, God. Comfort them. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. There may be someone who may be hurting right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you heal their heart right now, God. Heal their broken heart right now, God. Heal every wound, every scar, and every scar tissue right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you help us, God, in every area of our lives right now, God. Help us, God, and give us that desire to yield everything over to you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, every problem, every concern right now, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speak, God, those who may be in school, God, help them, God, cover them, God. Minister to their heart and their mind right now, God. Help them, God, to retain what you are teaching them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak, God, for even to protect people, uh, the children from bullying right now, God. God, we speaking that you, we know that, that the enemy is so busy, but God, we ask you to help us, God, to be able to 
put a head of protection around those, God, who may be in school, God. Protect their heart. Protect their mind right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak, God, that you protect their innocence right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us, God, to forgive those who might have hurt us, who might have used us, God. Help us, God, to release every hurt, God, every unforgiving spirit right now, God. Release it over to you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your peace, God. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power, your delivering power right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the joy, God, the peace, God, the healing, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything, God. We thank you, Lord, for the fruit of the Spirit, God. God, we thank you, Lord, even for revealing our purpose right now, God. Help us, God, to walk in it right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory. We give you the honor and the praise right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and listened and supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Brother Prater. I'm on Facebook, Brother Prater. You can read my daily devotions, uh, videos on my page. Also, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotion, upcoming events, also my personal appearances on my website. Also, you can go to the store section of my website. You can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities towards their families, children, spouse, or even their children's mother, and to inform women the needs of men and to give the single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.